0: Hello and welcome to the Drinkin' Geek Out Podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and talk about it. Hello and welcome back everybody. This is another light episode featuring my lovely wife, Allison. Hey guys. <laughs> and this also is another episode for Psych.
1: Yes, finally.
0: It's yeah. been a while. It's I been know. a while, yeah. So we just to recap, we went over seasons one and two. Yes. Already we drank a pumpkin... Uh, pumpkin. We drink a
1: pineapple. We
0: drink a pineapple cider. cider.
1: Yes.
0: And we have another pineapple cider.
1: Gotta stick with the pineapple theme for a psych. Yeah,
0: I do. And we're going to go over seasons three and four. And just like last time, we had one liner for the entire season. Yes. Alright. And we'll get to that
1: when it becomes necessary. Yeah. So, obviously, we still have Sean and Gus and Jules and Carlton and Chief Vic stays around because she gets promoted so mm-hmm. she is a major character still and we also of course have Henry who is always around Um,
0: We have Sage Brocklebank come yes. back for Buzz.
1: Buzz is still there We also get a taste of Chief Vic's sibling issues mm-hmm. in this season with Sybil Shepard and, oh wait, not shovel Shepard. No, wait, is that this one? Maybe not. I don't
0: know. We'll find out when we get there. But we do get an interesting uh, arrival to the show. We have yeah. Rachel Lee Cook join. So that's lovely. We'll find out what her character is in a little bit. Yes. And we ha- we have both the Guster parents um, joining again. Again. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy about that.
1: And then we also have Ali Sheedy, who makes her appearance which Mm -hmm. is also wonderful and (laughs) jimmy simpson (laughs) for jimmy yeah
0: mary lightly
1: mary lightly anyway there are many other many people that are important to this every episode but we're not going to get into every single person because again as with the first episode we said we could talk about psych forever and so we will do our best to spare you an eternity so
0: as promised we have a one-liner
1: Yes, we do. For season three.
0: Season three, one-liner. Hit me.
1: One-liner is, more lies to uncover truth, and Juliet has really bad timing.
0: Aw. Poor Juliet. (laughs) So we start off the season, uh, the title for the episode one is Ghosts. So we have uh, Gus actually doing his job. (laughs) Uh, but his boss kind of forces him to choose between pharmaceutical sales and
1: his psych job, yeah, but it takes an interesting turn when he gets hired by the vice president to uncover what the heck is happening in his house, so yeah it takes an interesting turn, and <laughs> Sean's caught in the attic,
0: yeah. But he's also doing this because he's trying to deal with the return of his mother, yeah because she showed up at the end of season two and hes he's just not sure how to handle it right uh season or episode two starts off with murder anyone anyone Bueller
1: <laughs> so no one believes Sean but he claims that there was a murder in his high school reunion. Yep. So, that figured it out. He also meets Abigail.
0: Runs into Abigail.
1: Well, yeah, runs in, runs into Abigail. Remeets her as an adult.
0: Mhm. his with high her. school flame. Yep. Shows a vulnerable side of himself that he's never seen. Henry continues to try to reconnect with his ex-wife. Uh, the process kind of ends up making them show up to the reunion.
1: Together, Kind of
0: like reminisce type of thing.
1: Yes. But yes, murder in the high school reunion. Damn jocks. We get you every time.
0: Yep. Daredevils. Aww. This episode is when Sean suspects that there's a sabotage when one of the Daredevils, the main guy, almost dies during his stunts. They go through a series of tasks he's hired to figure out who the saboteur is. Uh, But he kind of just ends up finding out who it is being the old man. The old man is dying anyways.
1: Right. So the Daredevil is trying to kill himself in a bang, and so they're just dying slowly.
0: Yeah. So. And then Chief Vic kind of tasks him with the impossible task of finding Lasseter, a girlfriend.
1: (laughs) Good luck with that, Sean. Anyway, next, episode four, is the greatest adventure in the history of Basic Cable. So this is a treasure hunt that turns into a life-or-death situation with Uncle Jack, Sean's uncle, who uh, tries to find some ancient Spanish treasure. And Gus and Henry, everybody kind of gets involved. Um, And then they have issues with people showing up that are Jack's ex-partners who are trying to claim the treasure, and it kind of goes crazy. And everybody ends up trying to, you know... Backhand each other and backdoor each other and figure out what the heck is going on. Right. Okay, episode five was Disco Didn't Die, It Was Murdered. So, this is um, a kind of a trampling back into Henry's heyday when it goes back to 1978 and we were talk- thinking and looking at Henry trying to arrest this man um, who was trying or plotting to bomb the Santa Barbara Police Department. And the conviction gets overturned, so Henry's got to kind of stay out of sight while Sean attempts to put the would-be bomber behind bars, and only to realize it kind of goes crazy and it's not just a one-man.
0: But it wasn't even him. Yeah. Operation. Bum-bum. Bum!
1: bum. Yeah!
0: There might be blood. A safety inspector's death on an offshore oil rig appears to be an accident.
1: So we do meet big sister. Do, yep. I thought this was the big worst encounter season.
0: is the difficulty with the Coast Guard Jane Lynch,
1: which is her sister.
0: Basically, over jurisdiction, Sean finds himself as an unwitting pawn in their sibling rivalry, and he finds out why the inspector was killed. And stumbles upon a pawn in missing persons case in the process. He's really good at that.
1: Yeah, he always crime seemed to find him.
0: Yeah, really. Take me to the or oh, talk derby to me. I was. I misread that. Talk derby to me. Juliet goes undercover as a roller derby skater when Sean deduces that a string of robberies have been committed by one of the teams. Basically, he noticed all of these scuffs around the...
1: It was a clothing store, clothing like a star. high-end boutique. Yeah. And he notices that they're like scuffs like blades.
0: Yeah, and so he basically skates. was like, all right, so the robberies were a cover for something much, much, much bigger... And he basically figures it out.
1: They always uh, figure it out. They
0: always do, yeah.
1: And Gus is trying to get his job back.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Or recertified for his job. So, in this whole, in the midst of all this craziness going on with the Royal derby, he's trying to study. That's not working out too well. Aw. A Gus walks into a bank. Poor Gus. Aww. He ends up in a hostage situation after he goes to the bank. And Sean attempts to negotiate with the gunman. Only to realize that this was not meant to be a bank robbery, and he butts heads with the chief negotiator and discovers something about Juliet he would rather forget.
0: Right. Uh, One interesting part about this episode is the gunman is Alan Ruck. If you know who Alan Ruck is, he played Cameron Fry in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and they had a Bueller reference earlier in the season, so I always chuckle at that.
1: Next is the Christmas episode.
0: Uh, Christmas Joy.
1: Christmas Joy. Aww. Because Gus's sister is named Joy, and she comes back to town for the holidays, and she seems, like, content on continuing her past relationship with Sean, and they don't want Gus to know about it. Um, and there's a little girl who comes in the psych office to try and get Sean and Gus to help her get Santa out of jail. But when they think they've been conned, except a dead body shows up, and the Gusters discover that they have been keeping some pretty terrible secrets from each other for quite a long time during this their second Christmas special.
0: And if you've noticed, they replaced Guster's father. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, it's Keith David now instead of Earl Hudson. Yeah. Kind of makes me sad, but you can't really tell. Well. You can, but...
1: They do a good job, like trying to match yeah. actors. They did alright. Yeah. It's been a while since you've seen them, so you kinda of forget
0: Yeah, that's who true. it was. Six feet under the sea. Sean is none too pleased when Gus drags him to a funeral <laughs> for a local celebrity, Shabby the Sea Lion.
1: <laughs> oh Shabby. Who was
0: found dead after being released into the wild. Sean sets out to prove it was murder. It settles upon a bigger conspiracy. As usual. Yeah, he notices things on the body. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's a big problem. So they figure it out again. Go figure. It should be, the one liner is, shit happens, they they figure it out.
1: out, But that's every season. Yeah. Again. Okay. Next. Lassie did a bad, bad thing. (laughs) So, although Lassie has never liked Sean and Gus kind of hanging around. He needs their help when he becomes the main suspect in a murder committed in the precinct. Um, Sean is already, you know, certain that Lasseter is not guilty and tries to figure out what happened and they find out it was an inside job, of course.
0: Right. So yeah.
1: the lights go off, murder happens.
0: Lights come on and Lasseter is the only one there who really has any type of beef with him.
1: And only ha- and the only person who has a weapon in his ballistics match The gunshots and such. Anyway. Earth, wind, and wait for it! (laughs) So, this is the arson episode. Um, So, she doesn't get any help when... Well, the arson investigator doesn't get any help when she suspects that recent fire was a result of arson and not just an accident. And it takes Sean's intervention to reveal that an arsonist slash murderer is on the loose. So he and Gus infiltrate the firehouse and put out the fire and find how deep the case really goes. And this is the, well, one of the first episodes where Sean and Gus are like super close to actually dying. Yeah. So that was pretty intense.
0: Any given Friday night at 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central, Sean and Gus go undercover at a professional football training camp whose coach has history with Sean. Uh, when the foot of the team kicker is found, uh, it first appears to have been killed by Russians to whom he owed a lot of money. But as Sean keeps digging, he learns that the case is not all that it seems to be.
1: Lots of hazing happens in this episode. <laughs> yeah, a lot of hazing. So
0: so you can kind of, kind of like imagine that something went astray or people are lying. You know,
1: Protection of, of internal affairs and yeah. such.
0: Uh, True Lies, episode number fourteen. A pathological liar, Ryan. We you should love Ryan.
1: I don't know how I feel about Ryan.
0: <laughs> Has a history of lying to the police. Is suspected of killing his super, and also claims to know about a assassination plot. Uh, Sean is able to figure out that the liar is actually telling the truth, which leads to him and Gus to the. I don't know what that is.
1: Amnesiac.
0: Amnesiac. Tom Lieber, and the truth behind the case. It's
1: the person who can't remember anything when no. you have amnesia.
0: Whatever. Uh, remember so the guy in the
1: hospital bed who he couldn't remember why he was in the car accident?
0: Yep. So yeah. basically, he, he keeps telling these stories, and everyone's like, these are just made-up crazy lunatic things. And, like, Sean pieces it together, like, oh, this happened here, so it must have happened here, and oh, it happened here, and so he follows the crazy story, and... And he just kind of, like, picked clues out of thin air and put them together.
1: It's, like, two truths said and a lie. So, like, one part of the, like, story is realistic. The way he says it is just crazy. It doesn't make any sense. Like, there was something about, like, cheese fries. And he was he made it sound like some crazy, like, golden you know, God juice comes out of these potatoes. And like, it was something ridiculous, but somehow it's still true. I mean, the way he described it isn't the way a normal person would describe it, but it's still the described that way. So yeah, it's just interesting to try and figure out what he's talking about and what he actually means.
0: Yeah. Tuesday, the 17th, Sean and Gus are hired by a childhood friend named Jason Cunningham, to find a missing camp counselor who disappeared near the old sleepaway camps, Camp Tikihama. Right. Oh, Camp Tikihama is a place for me. <laughs> so- Suddenly, Gus and Sean find themselves entangled in a web of murder mystery when they are all stalked by a psychotic killer. When Sean then discovers they have been invited there by Jason as test subjects because he is reopening the camp as a horror camp, a place where people pay to have themselves chased by a killer, quote unquote killer. Quote unquote killer. So
1: like basically if you turn, you know, like Friday the 13th into like a sleepaway camp for adults where they could try and be murdered without yep. really being I don't know.
0: Yeah, after Jason reveals the truth behind the incident, everyone present finds themselves with the roads closed, trapped,
1: and the power is out or whatever. Yeah. A lot of stuff happens. No no cell service.
0: At the mercy of a real killer. People end up dying, Julia Hare shows up, and they actually find out who the real killer is before time's too late. Meanwhile, Lasseter has dinner with his estranged wife, but it's not really much of a meeting, and he'll never forget it.
1: Oh, but yeah, so, this is the, the best episode, because he's like, throw me something! <laughs> he throws him, like, a pool toy, He's like, or the net, and he's like what am I supposed to do with this? He's like, we're in a the pool. There's not a whole lot of options for weapons. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's funny. It's terrifying, but it's funny.
0: Yeah. And then the last episode of this season three.
1: An evening with Mr. Mr. Yang. Cause technically it's Mr. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sean decides to ask his high school crush, Abigail Lytar out on a real date. But he soon finds himself the target of the mystery mysterious mister Yang, a notorious serial killer who has been in exile since ninety five. Sean immediately suspects another consultant, but soon realizes that Yang will not be an easy catch.
1: This is where we meet Mary Lightly.
0: Yeah, you must race across Santa Barbara trying to catch the criminal mastermind that always seems to be two steps ahead. The feud becomes personal when his mother is kidnapped, and Sean must paw or must push himself to the limits to solve this case. They end up at a uh, drive-in theater
1: for yeah for her to for catch her. to get his mom.
0: Yeah, because all the other people that they've kidnapped have died. Yeah, and so he's like pushing hard because he doesn't want his mother to die. Right. So at the end of this, uh, Juliet kind of
1: Asks Sean out.
0: Ask Sean out, and Sean's like, "Well, I actually have a date. Sorry." So right. Bad timing, Juliet. As usual. Right. So let's bounce over to season three. Four. Four. If you are looking for more beer podcasts just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to HoppedUpNetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Are you a discerning beer drinker? Do you drink beer for the tastes of black currant and old leather? Can you tell the difference between Simcoe and Citra
1: Hops, despite whatever type of beer you might be drinking? Yeah, sorry, that's not this
0: podcast. You want to listen to somebody else. We here at the Speak Podcast do regular beer for regular beer. Joe Six Pack Beer at Joe Six Pack Taste. That's
1: Rob, Adam, and Pete, proud members of the Hopped Up Network. Three guys, two beers, one show. So we still have most of the same, you know, characters. Mm-hmm. Um, we get Woody.
0: Oh, yeah. Kurt Fuller comes in, finally. Yeah. Carl okay. Yules makes a, his reappearance. Oh, actually, this is, first. this is the first time we get to see him. Yeah. All right. You guys are in for a treat. <laughs>
1: Yes, and then we also have Mr. Yin, Christopher Turner.
0: Yep. So the season starts off in the British Columbia. They go to Canada.
1: Extradition. British Columbia. Yes. We go to Vancouver.
0: While on vacation in Vancouver, Sean and Gus are suddenly... Actually, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I forgot. Let me scroll down to the bottom. One-liner. Gotta do the one-liner. Poor Mary, poor Abigail. The guys get into some deep, frankly, shit. Freaky. There we go into deep, freaky shit. <laughs> and do you have your knife? Nope. So no. the season starts off
1: with Sean taking Gus to Vancouver because he was supposed to take Abigail, and Abigail couldn't go. And
0: so he takes. Him. And so
1: he takes Gus, even though Gus technically paid for it because he used Gus's card. Anyway. <laughs> So they're on the, they're in Vancouver trying to relax, and Lassiter has been trying to arrest this criminal Pierre Despero for years, and so Sean and Gus suddenly kind of catch on to his trail there.
0: And happen to run into him.
1: Right. It just kind of happens to happen, and so Lassie freaking out because he's been going after this person forever. Um, and Julia arrive in Canada. And Sean believes that the thief has pulled off the perfect crime until he realizes what's going on. So, this is our first meeting with Pierre Desperoux as a notorious art thief. But, is he?
0: Bum-bum. Bum! Bum. Episode (laughs) 2. He did. Private jet of a billionaire hedge fund manager Warren Clayton crashes in a force. Sean Gus managed to find him first and are asked to fulfill his dying wish to find out who killed him. Yep. His widow is one of the suspects, and Sean digs deeper. He recovers more than a murder. At the same time, Abigail insists on meeting Henry, which Sean isn't ready for due to his complicated relationship.
1: Yeah, he's got Eddie issues. And mommy issues. He's yeah. got all the issues. Yeah. Hi, Nunish. This is our uh, Old West episode. An Old Sonora. An Old Sonora. It's a tourist attraction run by Sheriff Hank Mandel.
0: Which we all know is James Brolin.
1: Yes, he is. The Old West Town is in danger of being shut down due to sabotage. So Lassie, being very fond of the town and thinking of Sheriff Hank as his own sort of father figure, having spent many weekends there as a child, enlists Sean and Gus to investigate. And you find murder
0: everywhere basically uh someone's trying to drive people of old sonora out of there because they're actually sitting on a lot of money yeah a lot of money so they're trying to get them out of there
1: the devil's in the details and the upstairs bedroom (laughs) this is the first time we see sean and gus's religious beliefs or somewhat yeah with father wesley yes So a college girl commits suicide at a Catholic university while Sean believes it to just be suicide. Father Wesley, uh, one of the professors at the school, and Gus are convinced that the girl was demon-possessed. Although Sean is skeptical, he decides to play along until the case takes a turn for murder.
0: For murder. (laughs) Aw.
1: But yeah.
0: Sean gets the yips.
1: Episode 5
0: episode five. Sean, Gus, Lasseter, and Juliet are celebrating Buzz's birthday in a police bar, and then someone attempts robbery, uh, engages in a firefight with Lasseter. It is believed that the incident was a random attempted robbery until Sean reveals that the gunman was actually targeting a cop. Trying to murder people. Trying to murder people. And we're not really sure who it is, but a lot of people are assuming it's Lasseter. A couple of people are assuming it's, you know, like just other people in the force is not really di- disclosed. Yeah. Lasseter, of course, thinks it's against him. Uh, the Yips, basically, Sean you know, is being terrible at uh, softball, and he's like, I have the Yips! I have the Yips! Yeah. Uh, episode number six, Bollywood Homicide. So there's a guy, uh, Indian guy, uh, his name is Raj. He believes he's cursed when all of his serious girlfriends... Uh, have serious suspicious accidents. Sean and Gus decide to try to figure out what the real problem is, and Juliet also gets involved in a big way. For Sean, solving this case is his chance to get back at Lassiter for embarrassing in front of Abby. Aw, what a child.
1: Oh, yeah. So Juliet plays the new woman in Raj's life and puts herself on the line. Does. She puts herself out there and doesn't end well for someone.
0: All right, number seven, high top fade out.
1: So this is where we learn that Gus actually had a uh, pretty intense acapella group, mm-hmm. and Diddle. their friend and member of the group Diddle Callahan uh, was a computer cryptologist who was the baritone in the grus- in Gus's old acapella group during college, and he was murdered. So, the other two members, who are Julio White and Kenan Thompson, uh, they both come to town for his funeral, and they try to get... Well, Sean tries to investigate with Gus, and the other two are all about it, because they want to know what happened to their friend Doodle. And during all this, you find out that they kind of had a falling out with Gus, and so it's kind of awkward. But... As they try to investigate, they keep running into all these issues and stonewalled by the police. And And basically, yeah, and later an undercover agent for the FBI. So there are many issues going on here because he was a cryptographer, so you know there's some big stuff going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's get Harry, episode eight. A man named Stuart Gimbley believes he is a werewolf. So, he gets Sean and Gus uh, three times their normal rate of pay to tie him up and observe him to make sure that either he either does or does not turn into a werewolf, and if he does, to make sure he doesn't kill anyone. Um, Unfortunately, Gus and Sean fall asleep, and Stuart is missing, and their window is broken, and they find a tuft of animal hair on it. So, their investigation leads them to a psychiatrist and a Wiccan, um, each with their own possible secrets and issues. And so this is an interesting turn of events. And then this is also the episode where Henry has to keep his hand on a truck to win it.
0: Yeah. And he loses.
1: And he loses.
0: For a donation of two nuns. Because basically the guy who was fighting with was going to donate it to nuns for something. Yeah. Episode number 9, Sean takes a shot in the dark. Gus, O'Hara, and Lasseter arrive at vehicle storage yard. After receiving a message from Sean, they realize he's been shot and abducted. So Henry works with Lassiter to find him, while Gus tries to remember the details of the case. Sean realizes that his abduction is part of something much bigger after speaking with his kidnappers. Uh, and one of them is Yondu. So that's pretty exciting. <laughs> And this one, I think, is, like, a super, like, emotional episode. Like, if you're, you know, digging the whole psych thing. Because it, it kind of seems like Juliet is just as upset as the next guy type of thing. About Sean being abducted or possibly shot. Yeah. Like, we know that Gus is upset. We know that Henry's upset. But we can also see, that like, Juliet's really upset, too. Right. And so, he basically he calls O'Hara... And he's one last call and he's given her clues about where he is. But he also, you know, you know, telling her that he loves her, you know, like playing up on the phone call. But it really kind of hits with her.
1: Yeah. But he goes, I love you, Abigail. But he called Juliet because she was the only one who could put the pieces together. Yeah. So she is like, oh. <laughs> anyway, it's sad. And then the next episode happens and you kind of want to punch everyone in the face. So you can't handle this episode. Sean deduces that a U.S. Army private who was found hanged was the victim of foul play and Juliet calls in her brother Ewan Ewan, who is John Cena uh, who was a former soldier and who has DOD security clearance to help them get onto the Army base. Unfortunately, Sean comes into conflict with Juliet over his hunch that Ewan actually has something to do with it and is more involved with the murder than he wants to admit. And as the case proceeds... Abigail has some bad news. Well, not bad. Bad for Sean. Not bad for her. Yeah. News. Unwelcome news for Sean. Meep. She moves away.
0: Yeah.
1: Or is going to move away.
0: So, yeah, it's basically a, a huge whodunit type of episode going back and forth between is it John Cena? Is it not John Cena? Yeah. You know, you're trying to figure out who it is because every other turn it makes you think that it's, you know... It's possible.
1: You're not really sure if he's who he says he is at some points. At most points, really.
0: Yeah. Uh, Thrill Seekers and Hellraisers. This is another episode with a professional wrestler. Yeah. Uh, Gus reveals uh, his new girlfriend, Ruby, to Sean, who hasn't forgotten Gus's poor track record with women when he got married in 97. He immediately takes a liking to Ruby. Sean, Gus, join Ruby and friends, which is Stacy Keebler and Steve Howey. Steve Howey was on the Reba show, if you yep. remember that one, yep. on a river rafting when she noticed, they noticed that one of them have gone missing. Sean figures out two things. there was no accident, and Ruby was somehow involved. Gus learns the truth and is soon put in a compromising position.
1: If your friends have money issues, pretending to murder them doesn't work, kids.
0: A very Juliet episode. This one's really sad, too. So, Juliet made a pact with her boyfriend, Scott Seaver.
1: Back in Uh, 2003.
0: Yeah, to meet up in seven years. After he fails to show up, Sean goes and finds him. uh, And, by extension, endangers his life since he was a key witness against a criminal. And he was, you know, in witness protection. Uh, This guy was convicted of murder of a U.S. marshal. When Waring denies killing Marshall, Sean must prove him right in order to protect Scott. So basically, you know, this is the episode where he's meeting the guy in Waring is a criminal. Yeah. So he's in the the, the thing and he's like, hello, I'm Sean and this is Gus. He's like, now you use my real name? Yeah.
1: (laughs) So they go to try and talk to him because they're afraid that now that Scott is out of hiding, that one of his connections outside of prison will murder him because he's the witness that put him away. And he's like, I can't guarantee anything. There are lots of people who just want to do nice things for me (laughs) Yeah. as a mob, criminal, terrible, scary person. And so he's like, I will get my people to not murder him if you prove that I didn't kill this man. And so they go on a hunt to try and figure out what the heck happened. Yep. Yes. Episode 13, Death is in the Air. So, a courier named Donnie Lieberman loses a cooler containing the Thornburg virus, which is highly, highly deadly. And it, so, it attacks
0: black people, Sean.
1: So, he asks Sean and Gus to help him find it, and Sean realizes that the same lab that Donnie was working for is somehow involved. Luckily, they get help from Dr. Stephen Reedman, which is Judd Nelson. Um, the foremost expert on the virus, who also expresses interest towards Santa Barbara's finest psychic, or favorite psychic. In the race to stop an outbreak, Sean has an epiphany concerning Juliet. Yep. I'm go back in time and find out that uh, Donnie has some moves and takes a lot of shots mm-hmm. at the hotel bar.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he has some serious game, too. Yes. Think take. Think tank. Episode number fourteen. Sean and Gus are recruited to a think tape to help think tank to help prevent a murder of a business tycoon, Ashton Bonaventure. While Sean doesn't shine in this group, he figures out that someone in the think tank is using it to figure out ways to kill Bonaventure. So he manages to put be put in charge of his security and reassemble the remaining members to help him prevent the assassinate assassination attempts. So he works with the police department, and he basically figures out the best way to protect him. And he gets up there, and he's announcing everything, and he's, like, stealing the spotlight from Bonaventure, which is hilarious.
1: Yeah, basically trying to distract everyone for, like, a while till they figure out where the heck the person's going to try and make their move to kill him. Yeah. The head, the tail, the whole damn episode. This is a shark attack. A victim washes up on shore and Lassie notices that there appears to be a knife wound in the body. With that, he thinks that the victim victim was actually murdered, which impresses Sean, since it's a theory that normally he would come up with. Meanwhile, Henry begins flirting with a shark expert and a fisherman lends Sean and Gus a hand.
0: Yeah.
1: So, Lassie's kind of stealing the spotlight from Sean, so he's got to do something to kick it back into high gear.
0: Yep. Uh, the last episode of the season has to be a Mr. Yin.
1: Mrs Yang.
0: So as Mr. Yin Presents. So as Mr. Yang, or Ali Sheedy, uh, her book is released, Sean and Gus meet up with Mary Lightly, who believes that Yang had a partner, and turns out to be right when a dead body turns up as another murder is committed. Sean, Gus, Juliet, Lasseter, and Henry find themselves in scenarios from classic Hitchcock films in order to stop Yin. Just like Mr. Yin
1: Just like Yang, Mr. Yin. Yin makes it personal when Abigail is dragged into this game, but she is not the only victim.
0: Bum, bum,
1: bum! And you're in these classic Hitchcock episodes, like basically these little movies, these little snippets, vignettes, and you're just like, who's gonna die? Who's going to die in this Hitchcock? Because if you know Hitchcock, you know there's going to be somebody dying. So you're just like trying to figure out what's going
0: on. You're worried. Both uh, both of the victims are worried. Sean has to make choices. It's just, it's no bueno. I'm glad it worked out.
1: But did it though? (gasps) But did it though? Yes. Okay. Now, to move on to pineapple flavorings of wonderfulness. So we're going to try well i've already had this so it's not really try um the ace pineapple hard cider in order to uh, keep it psyched up we gotta do pineapple so this is a california cider
0: it's actually the first pineapple cider developed in the world supposedly yeah five percent abv instant sweet taste with tart finish mixes well it's very refreshing
1: so the California Cider Company was the first, is the first family-owned cider, cidery in the U.S., and they've been making a cider since 1993. They reside in Sebastopol, which is in Sonoma County, California, which is just north of San Francisco, and they are located among the world's most renowned winemakers and apple orchards. So you know that they got good stuff up there because mm-hmm. they got all the lowdown on what's going on around them um overall we got some interesting reviews so if you like pineapple this is probably one for you if you don't like pineapple then probably don't drink it um untapped gave it a 3.76 um beer advocate did not have a page for this every time i clicked on anything with beer advocate they had a um, like a thread about it, but they didn't have an actual page for it, so there was somebody who was like, I love pineapple beer! And so they made this whole thread about it, but they didn't have an actual page for it, so I guess Beer Advocate doesn't consider this a beer, so they're probably like, nah. Because they're snooty like that. I don't know. And then Right Beer gave it a 39 overall with a 48 in style. So, again, not technically a beer, so if you're gonna be that way, I get it, but whatever yeah so gluten-free bottle nice little pineapple it's in the shape of a card As a label it,
0: you know aces yeah uh pineapple in the middle of it basic label just black with you know
1: there's some little pineapples kind of hidden throughout
0: yeah just like psych
1: yeah,
0: but yeah. Uh, so yeah it's uh it says it's made with some apple juice as well so it's yeah
1: well it's still a cider, cider yeah so, but it's very pineappley, if you've yeah. never had it before. But yes,
0: it's very see-through. Yes, it's much very light. more see-through than the other beer that we had today.
1: <laughs> well, duh. But yeah, slightly yellowish.
0: Very, very strong
1: pineapply. pineapple flavor and mm-hmm. taste and, and smell.
0: smell. Yeah, no head, but it's been sitting here for a minute.
1: Yeah, well, it wouldn't anyway because it's cider.
0: Oh, that's very tart. Mm -hmm. Kind of makes ciders doable. (laughs)
1: Doable. Ciders are the best. It's very tight. It's very tart at the beginning, but it has a sweet finish. Mm -hmm. Pretty much like you're eating a pineapple.
0: Yeah. It's very good. Pretty much is. You
1: don't really get to taste any of the apple juice, which I think is probably the best part. Um, (laughs) These get filtered four times. Yeah. So it's very smooth.
0: It's good.
1: Yeah. It's delicious.
0: Yeah. Let me
1: see pineapple. It's something that you would drink when you want something, like, bright and fruity. I mean, that's kind of the point, but <laughs> it's definitely some a summery, summery kind of drink. I feel like you could put some Malibu with it and make it, like, a strong
0: Probably. summer
1: drink. Something fun, if you're trying to make it harder or more intense. Right. Or trying to get fucked up off some pineapple.
0: It's possible. But, yeah. I to drink my mine glass already, so...
1: Well, have the rest of the bottle.
0: I will. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Enjoy your pineapple. You deserved it. We talked about two seasons of Psych, so lots of pineapple. Pineapple for everyone.
0: Right. So, we're four, episode- or four seasons in? Yep. So, we got four seasons to go?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I'm pretty... Is it four or three? It's four. It goes to eight. Okay.
1: But, yeah. So, cool. yeah. We got... Two more light episodes of Psych to go, so we'll see you. Well, you we won't see anyone. You'll hear us then.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we go, what would you rate this?
1: I don't know. It's not really a beer, so I feel hard to rate it on the same scale as beer because it's a cider. And it's not... I don't feel like it's got the same... Like, it's not on the same kind of scale.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: But I mean, if I had to rate it among ciders, it's like the only pineapple cider I've ever had. So,
0: other than the last episode,
1: yeah. But this was the first one that I ever had. So, yes. I don't know. I'd probably give it like a three point five. It's a little strong.
0: That's pretty solid. But all right then. Well, thank you. Yes. For checking it out, uh, we have plenty of uh, material coming forward. Uh, we have more. Light episodes, brucopades, uh, more psych. So yes. just keep checking us out. Uh, we'll be coming up on hopefully the end of our Uh from my birthday. Oh my gosh! Because we are still working on that, and
1: we just had so many years, guys. Like that's just where it is right now.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> until next time,
1: thank you for joining us.
0: Proud member of the Hopped Up Network.